This is An Open Invitation, a podcast where Liana and Shiva discuss the possibilities and permutations of life today. But it's okay to take a step back, to kind of just think whether you are doing the right thing and will your future self thank you for that. For the first season, we talked to the youths in Singapore and so we invite you to connect with their stories. So you have to pace yourself. You can't go 100% every single time. You need to know when is the right time to take a step back. We hope that through this, you might understand yourself better and even find that you share similar narratives to those around you. In this episode, we invited soft-spoken artist Amira Mustafa. Amira is the carrier of multiple talents and identities. She's an athlete, a host, a part-time actress, a student and an entrepreneur. She hopes not to be limited by her past accomplishments and strives to look for more opportunities to help her grow. As she approaches the end of her bachelor's, she describes how her identity evolves with each new life experience. How would you tell people about yourself? Ooh, okay. Hmm. Okay, hi guys. So I'm Amira. Um, my Instagram is Amira Mustafa. Just trying to slide in yeah, there. Sure. <laughs> So, um, okay, I'm 26 this year, so currently I have four weeks left till graduation, and yes, I'm pretty excited because it has been a long and painful four years in in this degree in communications, uh, whereby I'm taking it in UB, in SIM. Um, I do juggle between work and school, and my work is actually project basis. So, um, other than being offered, waiting for the time to be offered by some productions or companies, I do have to like self promote myself mm. on Instagram, um, wherever else, you know, like. Uh, expand our social capital, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes opportunities doesn't just come knocking because you have to find opportunities for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is, um, I would say my life has been really like a roller coaster because you're always anticipating what's coming next. Um, I also do silat. Um, well, I used to not be a sports person mm-hmm. um, and I started 10 years ago. Uh, that's just to kind of like, help in my stamina in order for me to be relaxed and then after that I have you know just for mental health sake Mm -hmm. yeah so in short um I would say that um, I'm a I'm a student athlete and I'm also a host and a part-time actress as well Mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah it is (laughs) to have her on to just teach all our guests how to introduce themselves you know <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean because there's so many elements to what you said about yourself that mm-hmm. is um, you being a student and all the different roles that you're taking on and then it sounds to me as also um, you, you talked a little bit about what's important to you you know how you want to take care of your body mm-hmm. improve the stamina so mm-hmm. so like all rounded yeah <laughs> Well, I'm trying, yeah. You're doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, You have so many things going on for you. Do you have one thing that you feel like you identify the most with at this point of time? Mm, Okay. Well, that's actually a hard question. 
Um, because right now I feel like my life revolves around being a student. Mm. Yeah, I I would have to, um, confess on that. Uh, when people ask me like, "What am I?" Like, usually I would say, "Oh yeah, I'm a student." Mm. But now that that there, uh, there is only four weeks left. That's actually a question that I have to ask myself also. Difficult mm. question. Yes, it is a difficult question. Like on my Instagram, I put my, I yeah, I did have uh, I, like a lot of problems thinking of of what mm. title to put on my Instagram. You know, like the business Instagram, you will yeah. have that title under your name, whether yeah. you are a content creator or a digital creator. I don't know, artist, host, whatever. So I was like thinking and thinking, what am I actually? So now I just put myself as an artist, not saying artist like a TV personality or what, mm. but an artist in terms of okay, I like to act. Um, I wouldn't say that that is a huge part of my life. Um, yes, I like to host. I like to content create mm-hmm. as well. I like to video edit. So there are a lot of bits and pieces. Yeah, it's kind of messy right now. But when I say artist, it's more of um artist who creates something, mm. yeah, rather than just a TV personality artist. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's what I, I I would like label myself right now. That's interesting. It, it yeah. sounds like the way you want to label yourself is more of an embodiment of the kind of things that you want to do. Yeah, true. so you want to create, you want to create art. Yeah, I think that's great actually because everyone struggles to to give one word to themselves. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and then you start thinking about, okay, what's most important to me? What do I want people to see me as? Mm-hmm. So I think you found that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also to add on just now, you said, like it is difficult for us to find just one word about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because when we do find one word, sometimes it's as though we are trying to shift our personality or our character mm-hmm. to fit that one word. Yeah. Rather than finding... Several words to fit our own personality. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's really um, okay for people to not able to find that one word because mm. sometimes one word couldn't really describe yourself. Yeah. That's a great yeah. point. I think this will be a really good point for um, people to listen to right now because there'll be a lot of people graduating also during this period of time. Mm. And... I'm sure they will be feeling the same way that we were feeling yeah. when they were graduating. And yeah, I think that's the thing. You don't need to limit yourself. You can have many things to describe you. and But even yes. if you have that one thing to mm-hmm. describe you, it you don't have to like mold yourself into yeah. it. You can make it what you want it to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. And then going along with what um, Amira was saying, how... At a certain part of her life, she feels like she's more of a student. But yeah. then moving on from that, she may be someone else. Yeah. And that's also fine because everybody evolves yeah. um, over time. Yeah, we the can't be just one thing. Yeah, and no yeah. one stays stagnant. Yeah. That's the great thing about being a human, I think. Yeah, like, definitely. You can just be whoever you want, yeah. whenever you want. Yeah. The only constant is change. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the person who said that? <laughs> Amira. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I heard it somewhere. <laughs> Okay, so what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about your school first? Do you want to talk about your experience um, in the media industry? Okay, um, I think um, since I have, 
I would say more experience in school. Probably I can start with that first. Let's go. Okay, so um, well, thinking of school, it has been oh my god. So I'm turning twenty six this October, and I'm still schooling. So it feels like it has been my lifetime schooling. <laughs> yeah, I I I haven't even stepped into a full time working world yet. Mm-hmm. So it feels like as though all my life I've been in a classroom doing things. Mm-hmm. I still remember after A levels, I had some problems finding which uni to enter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it kind of felt a little bit like the situation that we are discussing right now: life mm-hmm. after graduation. Yeah. So uh, back then, I took a year, a gap year, um, to kind of like search to find myself. Because at that point of time, I thought I wanted to take psychology. I mean, I still want to take psychology, but after much thinking, you you know that okay, perhaps psychology can be something that you want to learn. But in terms of job job mm. prospect, do you see yourself as someone who's gonna stay in that industry, or are you someone that you wanna um major in communications? But you are still taking psychology as your minor, mm. so that yeah, it took me quite a, a long time for me to figure out whether mm. I want to take psychology or communications. Even when when I took communications a year after, um, back in twenty seventeen, because I actually applied in twenty sixteen mm. as a psychology major, mm-hmm. but I backed out, and after that I entered back in twenty seventeen as a communication major. I still had my uh, reserves, like like I still had my doubts whether. Am I supposed to be in this mm-hmm. line or not? But as you go along the way, um, things start to get clearer for you. Mm-hmm. Because you know, okay, um, what is the best for you? Mm-hmm. Do you feel comfortable in this industry, mm-hmm. uh, in this line? Are you okay with it? Then sooner or later, because sometimes you don't have the answer unless you do it. Yeah, definitely. Right, definitely. So I'm I'm pretty um happy that I'm in the communications line, mm. but I, that doesn't mean that back then uh my decision to take psychology was a wrong one. I mean it is it is something that I want to learn mm-hmm. psychology, mm. but you have to balance yourself in terms of what you want and what you want at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So when I after much thinking, so I realized that oh okay communications is a is a uh, we would say like a faculty that is very general, mm. um, not not too general uh, per se, but it's something that, um, in terms of job prospect, uh, we would say that you will be able to to find more choices in terms of what you want to do, mm-hmm. and then for psychology, it's very uh, specific, yeah. If it's if it's really something that you want to do, then go ahead. Mm. But if it's something that you're still in between, you have to take a step back and analyze mm. your choices. That's mm. what I feel. I feel like it's okay for you to take time, not too long though. Mm. Yeah, because like sometimes opportunities can just go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's okay to take a step back to kind of just think whether you are doing the right thing mm. and will your future self thank you for that? Yeah. So many considerations. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. And then along the way, uh, for four years, yeah, it's really long. Um, you, you know, like as a student, you know that sometimes the stamina for, for studying 
can can run out. Mm. <laughs> so you yeah. have to pace yourself. Mm. You can't go 100% every single time. Mm-hmm. You need to know when is the right time to take a step back. Obviously, you don't take a step back at, you know, like the most, like the busiest <laughs> week ever. No. But probably um, a week before that. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like right now, mental health is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, we've seen a lot of students, um, you know, being stressed out over their school and, Honestly, it's okay to be stressed out. Um, it like uh, for for school, yes, we want to excel in it. But even if you don't excel in it, uh, you know our degree or like the 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 title of our degree doesn't define us. Mm-hmm. That's not a label that we are gonna carry uh, all the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to take masters after that. Then people will just forget about your degree, like w- what you took back then. Mm. They're, they're just going to focus on things that are more recent. Mm-hmm. I still remember I was so down about my A-levels. And then I felt like people are just going to label me um, based on my A-levels. But right now, I didn't even think about that. Like mm-hmm. I forgot about my A-level journey mm-hmm. so long ago because right now, I'm just focusing on my degree. Yeah. So it's okay to... Um, to, to just like um, talk to yourself and then, yeah, decide what is best for you. And mm. I feel like talking to people is the best. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of finding what's the best for you, like just to kind of weigh other people's opinions and stuff. Mm. Mm. How do you know for you when it's time to like take a step back and take a moment to yourself? I guess our body uh, will automatically tell you that because you can feel that kind of pressure when you are doing a lot of work at one time mm. and then you can feel a sense of like um, anxiety in you. Mm. Yeah. So um, this overwhelming stress, in sometimes you can feel it um, in your heart as well. Mm. You can feel it in your mind. Um, you, your heart starts to, you know, like, yeah, like pounding. Yeah. Heavy pounding, mm. heavy breathing because you're just so anxious you cannot sleep every single night. That is a huge warning sign for you to just slow down, take a step back. Sometimes you can't afford to do that mm-hmm. because, you know, you're um, dealing with deadlines and stuff. I still remember I was doing biopsychology. It's really, um, I would say, beyond. It's like way out of my league. It's mm. really difficult for me. <laughs> Because I, I really want to learn about biopsych. But um, after taking it, I'm like, oh my god, I just want to learn it. I don't want to do the exams. I don't want to do the assignments. Mm. And I was like regretting it every single day. It was only a six-week a six weeks course. But I was already so tired, so fatigued. Mm. And then I just like, you know, kept crying every single night. Because I feel like, oh no, I, I, I've made the wrong decision. And this is like... Too much, mm. too much to handle. But I cannot slack. I cannot, you know, just like forget about uh, forget about my assignment because like it's gonna pull down my GPA. So what I did was, um, um, I feel like social uh, uh social media detox is really important. Mm-hmm. Even technology detox is really mm. important as well. Just stay away from your phone. The only thing that I use, uh. Like, the only reason why I use my phone was to actually on my stopwatch for me to meditate. I see. Yeah, I don't meditate that often. Like, only at that point of time when I realize I'm so stressed out, mm-hmm. meditation helps a lot. Mm-hmm. By meditation, it's just sitting down 
and just close your eyes and clear everything that's on your mind because sometimes people think that meditation is just sleeping but it's not <laughs> definitely yeah. not so this is my take on that hmm mm. um so your gap year came after you decided to drop out of psychology is it um it's actually I applied but I didn't proceed I see yeah I see and then mm-hmm. you decided that you're gonna take that one year yeah to figure what, out figure it out so yeah, figure, figure out what's out. the next step for you Correct. is it yeah, mm-hmm. and also um, within that one year, I actually set up my own business. Ooh, uh, yeah, oh. a small a small business. Um, it which is actually a retail um beauty retail platform, online beauty retail platform. Um, because I figured like I couldn't be wasting my time for one year, mm-hmm. and the reason why it's one year, it's because of the window period. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because I want to take one year. Understand. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So what was your approach in dealing with this additional time that you had? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when people have time, they, they don't know what to do with it, even though they understand that, mm-hmm. okay, I need to understand myself more, I need to figure out what's next. But how did you decide what to do with that time? Okay. Um, I guess I'm really lucky because, um, because my mother, she's also um, studying... Um, she took masters in education, so that's where uh, I learned a lot from her. Mm. Maybe if if um, if it's not for my mom, probably I would have been another person. Mm. Yeah. So uh, when I realized like I have a lot of time, I I, f- I do feel really good, you know, because like you want to watch television every day <laughs> and stuff you know and then I'm like okay I'm just watching all the different series mm. online and stuff but my mom keeps nagging me and telling me um you have to do something you know it has been months mm. and then you you can't be just rotting at home all day and watching television and not doing anything when all your other um friends of your same uh, of the same age are doing things that are beneficial so I kind of I, I kind of feel like that is a huge wake up call because you realize people of your age I mean it is not a competition mm-hmm. but I feel like it's okay for you to compare yourself um but not in a negative um comparison mm-hmm. it's just to compare in terms of trying to push yourself forward mm-hmm. yeah so always think that time is money mm-hmm. the more time you waste think of all the opportunities that you could have missed mm-hmm. with the time that you just, you know, use it on something that couldn't bring in money to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, life isn't always about money, but think about something that, um, what the time can give you in terms of what beneficial things that you can do with that time. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you start studying, then you realise, oh my God, I wish I could have used the time mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be really weird, but sometimes I feel like because of school, then I realize like whatever that I've did in the past, um, then I realize oh okay I shouldn't uh, I should uh, should not have done that, mm-hmm. and yes I should have done this and mm-hmm. stuff. So schooling, um, the schooling process makes you, uh, wiser and and it grows you. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. think regardless of. What it is actually, when you put yourself into a new experience, yeah. there are many, many things you can learn about mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so when you got that wake up call, did you spend the rest of the months building up your business? Mm, yeah, I do actually. Um, it, it's a, I would say it's an accidental, um, thing because my dad has always wanted to open up his own business. I see. But probably he doesn't have the resources mm-hmm. and also, um, maybe knowledge in terms of the business industry. Uh, whereas for us, I mean, like people of our age, sometimes it's really easy for us to to sign up in a course, like in a business course, entrepreneurship course. Yeah. So you have the time and then all you have to do is just be present and mm-hmm. then you get to learn all this knowledge. Um, so um, I would say... It, it's a gradual thing. It's not like one day I just wake up, I thought of something. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually attended a course to uh-huh. kind of like relay the information to my dad, supposedly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then along the way, I realized, hey, I've actually kind of been doing business all this while because I set up a carousel account when I was younger just to sell off like anything. Mm-hmm. Anything actually, just for me to gain like uh, an extra pocket money. Then I, I realized, like, hey, actually, I do like entrepreneurship. Mm. Then yeah, that's where I I start to open up my business. But obviously, it's really hard for you to handle when you are studying. Yeah, yeah. So right now, the the entity that I opened up, um, I just put it on pause, mm. um, because of school. Mm. That. Yeah, I do have plans in the future to open up something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that one of the things that you've been thinking about now during these last four weeks? I do, actually, mm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, okay, sometimes it's really um, hard for you to explain all this because you don't want to put a lot of pressure on yourself. Uh, but I do realise that when you have this... Uh, mentality that okay you want to be a uh, self-employed in the future then mm, I realized that you will actually work harder for it mm-hmm. like rather than just um, people say uh, you know like just scheming through your degree or just wing it mm-hmm. in order for you to get your degree um, I-, I feel like okay some people they, they may have their own reasons why they want to just like create through their life and degree uh, mm-hmm. life but for me I always feel like it's very important for you to do your best in every single thing that you do yeah um you have to weigh the situation also at times mm-hmm. but um what I'm trying to say is that um you know some people there are some people who ask me like why do you want to have why do you want to take degree in the first place if you know that you want to be a self-employed person mm-hmm. right uh but i realized that you when you know that you know your end goal you have to find ways to reach your end goal mm-hmm. so within this last four weeks uh especially i i always think like oh my god okay how will my future self feel like in four weeks or in four years time like will i be thanking myself now for putting the, uh, putting this extra effort in my mm-hmm. work even though, like, in the future, I wouldn't have really cared about it. But, yeah, um, it's always really important for you to plan ahead. And then, um, to answer the question of 
why I take degree even though I know that I want to be a self-employed. Because um, first of all, sometimes degree isn't just about the end uh, the destination. Ah, sorry, the end point. Mm-hmm. It's more of the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So throughout these four years, it it kind of like I feel like I've grown so much yeah. into a a wiser person. Mm-hmm. And even though all the things that I've that I'm learning or I've learned in the past, maybe not all I'm gonna apply it to my to my like future self. But learning about it actually makes, you know, like your brain work harder to think about it. And then after that, to understand it for your general knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then after that, in the future, perhaps you can apply it. Yeah. But all the other stuff that you're not applying it, you can still keep it in your mind. Um, and it's like, um, oh, this is a very weird metaphor or something. It's like your brain is exercising, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're always learning something new. Yeah. 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 So I just feel like it's very important for you to talk to yourself always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's great because I'm a planner. Yeah, I love is. plans. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody take that advice. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. make more planners in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, true, true. How have you been feeling going towards the end of your degree? Mm -hmm. Do you feel more anxieties? Do you feel like um, there's some rush for you to start deciding what to do next with your life? I do, actually. Um, Because I realise people my age, most of them have graduated like two to three years ago. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm running late Mm -hmm. in terms of graduating. But every time when I tell people that, most of them will be like, no, don't think about that. You know, that's not important. It's not like, it's not, it's not a race. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also not a competition who graduates um, first, second, last. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, what matters the most is um, what have you done with the time given? Mm-hmm. Perhaps some people, they have been working before, before entering, um, uni Mm -hmm. so their bank will be you know like win a lot of money rather than those who from from uh, a levels or poly and then after straight away they enter uni so it's like a plus minus kind of thing people Mm -hmm. who work first they they have a substantial amount of um savings but people who study first perhaps um it's kind of like an investment um it doesn't apply to all degree of course Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's kind of like an investment you invest your time your money might be running out actually (laughs) but then in the future hopefully um, you know if you if you go to companies they might pay you more because of your degree but of course there are a lot of degree holders out there so you always have to keep an open mind Mm -hmm. and yeah it is actually a normal thing right for people to be working in um, in companies which has nothing got to do with their yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, one thing why I'm in uni is because um, you, you always have to think, where, like, what's your highest qualification right now? Mm-hmm. Because for me right now, my highest qualification is A-levels. And what can you do with A-levels? Mm-hmm. You, you can't really do anything with your A-level cert, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why... Mm, taking a step further, it's important for A-level holders, I believe. Mm-hmm. But those with um, a diploma cert, 
then that's really up to them because they can work straight away with a diploma set. And sometimes they don't really have to waste their time to take degree. It's all a matter of where you want to go in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those who wishes to to be a self-employed, it's still very important for you to have experience with mm-hmm. working with uh, companies that, that are big, mm-hmm. established, and mm-hmm. they have a lot of experience. So you learn from them first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually also really interested in knowing um, how you decided to take those leave of absences. And also, was it a difficult decision for you? Um, it was actually, because mm. I took uh, two leave of absence, the first one on my fourth semester, trimester, mm. and then the the second leave of absence was on my sixth semester, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, um, because uh, how I landed on that was actually, because when you think about it, okay, an opportunity for you to work, um... What happened back then was there was these auditions on Surya mm. and then it was a kind of like a big auditions. And I know that, okay, I've always wanted to be in the media line. Mm. I've always wanted to be that. But I've, I feel like I don't have the courage to do that. Auditions after auditions, I realized I, I, I always feel interested, but I, I didn't proceed. Mm. So there was this one um, competition, which is... Uh, for hosting and I was like hmm well I've hosted before when I was in primary school (laughs) (laughs) that's similar (laughs) and then I I never had any public speaking in uh, secondary school yeah I just realized that I don't have any public speaking background in secondary school so I kind of lost touch on how to communicate in a large group of people Mm -hmm. and then in A-levels as well i yeah, when when it come, uh, thinking about it, I don't really have that much opportunity and also experience in that. So, I do feel interested, but I don't know if I'm ready for it, and I don't know if I have the courage for it. But if you realize that you're you are always thinking about it, perhaps you're really interested in it, mm-hmm. and you have to just go for it. Yeah. So what I did was I just went for the auditions. I didn't mm-hmm. tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't even tell my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only. Uh, yeah, I only told my boyfriend back in the past, now husband. <laughs> yeah, he has been supporting me all the way. Um, I just told him and another he he accompanied me to all the way to Mediacorp campus for me to go for auditions and I was trembling. Mm. I was so scared. I don't know if I, I'm making the right decision because sometimes the fear is what if people will just like laugh at you if you didn't get it, you know? You always yeah. have this fear. Yeah. And then after that, um, yeah, there was another person who, whom I told back then and then I, I told her, like, oh my God, I feel like backing out. I was already there. Mm. Like, at the audition's place. I was already there. And after that, I'm like, mm, you know what? I think I will back out. I really cannot do this. And then she said, um, well, just go for it. You mm. know, just go for the auditions. Like, whether you get it or you don't get it, at least there is a closure. Yeah. Then I'm like, wow, okay, yes, that, that makes sense. That's actually a really good advice. Mm. So, okay, I just went. 
even though a minute ago I, I wanted to back out. Mm-hmm. So when I was standing there, I was trembling. I told the judges, okay, actually, I'm, I'm really nervous right now, but I will just do it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, fine, okay. So I just do my thing and stuff. I felt like I didn't do that well. But surprise, surprise, I was selected <laughs> for uh, for the live shows. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. Um, I didn't plan this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what am I going to do after this because I thought I'm just going to go for the auditions. I didn't know that oh my god, this is really happening. I'm going to go for the live shows and stuff. So I'm like, oh my god, this is really scary. And then, okay, right before the announcement, uh, one day before the announcement, I told my mom, uh, I said, actually, I went to an auditions behind your back. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what? Okay. (laughs) She was really excited. And I'm like, oh my god, I I thought she was going to have a different... Um, mm. reaction mm. but when I saw her being so supportive then it kind of gained my confidence mm. yeah and I'm like yeah so tomorrow is the results day whether I will be selected or not for the live shows and then she's like oh okay who are the judges who are the hosts and stuff and she's like so so excited and I'm like oh, okay if someone is really excited for me mm-hmm. why wouldn't I be excited for myself yeah yeah so during the live, sh- uh, during the the result day, uh, I was selected. I'm like, okay, so now what next? Mm-hmm. Because my degree is at stake. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, okay, this opportunity is something that you wouldn't get again. Mm-hmm. But for your degree, if you have the liberty to uh, extend it, and if you're okay with it, then do it. Mm. Because sometimes balancing, uh, it's all about the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be just studying all the way, mm-hmm. theory. But the practical will help also. Mm-hmm. And true enough, after after um, joining that competition, my next module that I took was public speaking. Then I'm like, oh no, if only I took that before the competition, right? Mm-hmm. That would have helped me a lot because I had major stage fright. I actually almost teared up during the first episode. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh no, okay, okay. Then I realized, okay, you know what? Instead of thinking of this... A module could have helped me in this competition. Why not think of it as this competition is helping me in my module? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I realized, oh, okay, it's all about your mindset. Yeah, yeah. In how you you're gonna pace yourself. What is more important? Prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, if an opportunity is something that wouldn't come again, then go for it. If it's if it really means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and especially in in uni, you have an academic advisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just talk to her or him; mm-hmm. they will advise you. That I think that's really important for you to keep a close relationship with your advisor because they're gonna save your life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I actually have not spoken. I don't think I've ever spoken to an academic advisor. Oh, okay. Probably with my supervisor or something, but not not the um, advocate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. academic see, see. advisor. Yeah. Have you? Uh no, I did not. I know that that you can in yeah. NUS, but I don't think they like really assign one to you. I mm-hmm. spoke to on my last year. I spoke to like a career advisor. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, and she did help me a lot. So mm-hmm. that's that's all I did. Yeah. <laughs> any advisor that that will help you mm. yeah I feel like that's really important that's true mm-hmm. um and then going into your your experience in in the media industry right mm-hmm. what do you feel like is the appealing part about being a part of that industry 
Like, why do you like it? Okay. Well, hmm, why do I like it? Mm-hmm. I've always feel like I like it, but I don't really have a proper reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mm, I would say it's always stepping out of the boundaries for me mm-hmm. every single time. Uh, different projects will always bring about different uh, experience for me. Mm-hmm. There's like every single time when you go to filming or shoots, you will learn something new. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. And then uh, day by day, you will gain more confidence mm-hmm. in that. And I feel like that's really something to look forward to mm-hmm. and uh, looking at myself two years ago and now mm-hmm. or three years ago and now uh, when I first entered the competition uh, yeah I realized that there is a huge growth mm-hmm. in terms of how I speak to people mm-hmm. back then maybe I, I wouldn't have known how to actually engage in a conversation with people mm-hmm. and how to express yourself maybe mm-hmm. and then Looking at this little, little growth actually makes you really excited. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a little bit addictive because you mm-hmm. get to, you know, you are always looking forward to to seeing how far can you grow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your limit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. always something that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds to me like you find that you really want to be out of your shell. Like, so- that's something very important to you. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it sounds like you're really taking these opportunities to to try to put a little bit more of yourself out there. That you mm-hmm. want people to know you. And you're not just this very, very shy, very, very uh, like nervous in front of people person. Like there are elements of you that you want people to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're going to continuously work on that over the next few years? Is that one of your main goals in being in the media industry? Yes, actually. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm actually um, I am an extrovert, but oh, more <laughs> interesting. Yeah, but more to the introvert side. Mm-hmm. So I'm not extremely extrovert. Mm-hmm. So some people would, uh, I've hang out with different kind of people. Some people think that I'm introverts because I don't talk to them, mm-hmm. not because I don't want to, but I don't know how to because they are extremely extroverts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then there are some people that I hang out with which are extremely introverts. So comparing myself to them, they actually thought that I'm that I'm actually extremely extrovert. Mm. Um, so it's like it's very important for you to find a balance between yeah. being extrovert and introvert. And I do realize that you can be a trained extrovert mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. By always finding ways to go beyond your comfort zone like what mm. I'm trying to do each yeah. each time um, yeah and that is actually my goal in life to to always be the better version of myself mm-hmm. and whatever that I want to do I want to do it better each time mm-hmm. and I just want to see myself grow mm-hmm. in things that uh, that that I'm interested in yeah. mm-hmm. how, how do you feel your life has changed after the competition Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, <laughs> there are a lot of things that are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so in the competition, I actually won second. I'm a I'm the first runner of that competition. Congratulations! Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, 
uh, in the past, you would want to be the winner, right? And then uh, that dream is just like, it's not something that you achieve. But being a first runner up, so it's like at that point of time, there is always a thing that is changing you, a thing that you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. I feel like adapting to change is really important. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much on just settling, but adapting and growing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, when you know that, okay, you are first runner up, you don't want people to constantly think of you as that. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do to change that label? Mm-hmm. So that is like a question that I asked myself in the past. What do I want to do? Um, so for a year, I actually put that label on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know what? I don't want people to to, rem- uh, to remember me as that. Mm-hmm. I just want me, uh, people to remember me as Amira, like Amira Mustafa. Mm-hmm. And not just, oh, okay, the person who's from Elite Surya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess respecting yourself is really important. And then... Um, like I mentioned just now, always talk to yourself and yeah, uh, the changes. Um, I guess I get to 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 control my feelings better. <laughs> okay, how? <laughs> In what sense? <laughs> yeah, because you know when you are facing with a bigger audience, sometimes you cannot show your true emotions. When you're really, really sad, you cannot be extremely emotional on your Instagram, Mm. even face-to-face as well. When people Mm. come forward to congratulate you or stuff, when you're feeling sad, you cannot just like, okay, thank you, just walk away. No. (laughs) But you have to to always regulate your emotions. Mm. You have to control your emotions. And then you you know that, okay, these people are happy for me. Mm. And I have to, to... to um acknowledge that and i cannot just like walk away and you know just feel sad i mean like if you are if you feel like okay you really have to get away from it just just do so but it's really bad when you mm. when you are showing your emotions to uh people who who supports you mm-hmm. and especially when you lash out on on social media i mean some people there there is a breaking point for them that's fine but if you're always overly negative on social media, sometimes that can influence how you perceive things as well uh, in the in current and also in the future. Mm-hmm. Then um, other changes, I would say, um, I guess I'm, I'm older now mm-hmm. as compared to the past. Because the past, uh, like I said, I have passed on a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. But then now when I realise oh my god, this opportunity doesn't come often. Mm-hmm. Then then I realized like, okay, you always have to to weigh whatever opportunities that, that come along the way. Mm-hmm. Whether is this something worth it or not? Because when you're studying, you know, you, you have to find, uh, you have to think whether is this worth the time or not. Mm-hmm. And even if it's worth the time, how so? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So all these changes, I, I just feel like I'm more mature in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not dealing with people who's just your age. You're dealing with like a, a vast majority, like a different age group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We actually are really interested to talk to you about your Missy Gaia project. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Yeah. How did 
that idea come about? Did someone approach you with this idea and then they want you to host? Actually, I don't know what the whole process is like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll just like bring you guys to yeah, it. Yeah, please do. Um, uh, okay, it's a funny story actually. After after the competition, and that was like back in August 2018. Yeah, 2018. And then uh, I realized like, hey, I, I went through like four gruesome weeks just to not have any offers after that. And then I was so, so sad. And actually, I might have like gone through a little bit of depression <laughs> back then um, because I, I felt like, am I not worth it? Am I not worthy? And, and then I just like it constantly have to tell myself like, it's okay. You just have to move forward. You just have to find different ways for you to to bring yourself up. And then after that, um, all the way, there wasn't any opportunities until January. So that was like, I don't know, uh, September, October, November, December, five months, five months after that. And then I received a call and then uh, that person wanted me to, it's actually the producer for Missy Gaia. Oh. Then he wanted me to go for casting for, for that show. Then I was like, oh, okay, finally there's like, but maybe there's something mm-hmm. after five months. So I went there and uh, yeah, cut story, uh, long story short, I was selected to be the host for Missy Gaia mm-hmm. after after auditioning for that. Then I'm like, actually good things happen to people who wait. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Maybe there are things that, like, there are things that are not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are on that project that you are not meant to be, you might face a lot of problems, a mm. lot of emotional problems mm. uh, and stuff. So I just, from then on, I, I like to think of it as like, yeah, um, it, it's okay for, for things to happen quite late. Mm. Yeah, just go with the flow. Mm. And for Missy Gaia, um... Yeah, it's actually a travelogue whereby we, we get to travel to uh, Malaysia, Indonesia and also um, Japan. Mm. Yeah, and we get to learn all the different kinds of um, environmental, uh, I would say, education uh, in terms of how, how are we able to create a better place for Earth because there's only one Earth for us mm. right now. Uh, and then kind of like bring back all the innovations that that happened overseas back to Singapore and find if there are there are companies who are practicing similar uh, activities mm. environmental activities uh, yeah so i would say like it was a, it was a crazy journey for me back then but it was really exciting mm. because i love traveling and oh man now we can't travel anymore that's <laughs> really sad yeah. Yeah. So hoping for Missy Gaia too, I think it wouldn't happen. Because not for now. Yeah, not, not for now. now. Wouldn't happen like anytime soon. Mm. Yeah. I'm really curious the amount of preparation and planning it goes into doing a travel show like oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah. Um the planning part is more on the production company. So they do uh, they did a lot of research and um if, if I happen to know a thing or two about the topics that they, they wanted to touch on, mm-hmm. then I get 
I have the liberty to just tell them, just discuss with the producers, mm-hmm. uh, the director, um, what I know about this and what company I know that actually uh, are involved in environmental friendly uh, activities. So, um, and they actually collaborated with a Malaysian company as well, a Malaysian production company. Hmm. So they had a research team in both Malaysia and Singapore uh-huh. to kind of like just research on uh, the different parts of different countries, what are the initiatives that they have mm-hmm. figured. Um, in terms of the detailed process, I'm, I, I'm not really aware of it because some of it might be confidential. Mm. Mm. Did you have to study a lot? Because I feel like you, you had to convey a lot of information that um, it's a little bit more specialised, you know, mm-hmm. like knowing which companies there are, what the companies do. Mm-hmm. Did you really have to do your own research? Well, honestly, scripts are given, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but when I have uh, things to add on, mm-hmm. I, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always very important for you to mean what you say. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I get the script, I, I don't really like to just read off the script. Mm-hmm. I like to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So whenever I, I get the script on hand and then I read it, and then I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is this? What is this? And mm-hmm. sometimes I actually did like, like just go to Google and research, okay, what company is this? Mm-hmm. Because there are some interview sessions that you have to ask questions to the people. Yeah. And it it's really nice if if the interviewer, you know, knows a thing or two about the, the interviewee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess like, even though it might not be a requirement, but it's really important for you to just do the research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, aside from being able to add on, uh, you get to mean what you say and actually it's for you to learn as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through this show, is there anything that now you'd say that you actually apply to your own life? Mm. Definitely. Before the show, I thought that I'm already an um, environmentally friendly person um, because... I throw a lot of plastics into the recycling bin. And actually, you know, sometimes uh, when I was having physical classes, then I would actually bring a lot of like uh, trash in my school bag. And then people will ask me like, why do you have a lot of trash in your bag? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just like finding the recycling bin. Mm. So these are all the things that are in my bag until I find a trash, like recycling bin. And then they were like, oh, okay, so good. Uh. You know, like <laughs> some people will say that. And I'm like, what? I'll just like tell them like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just like doing my part. So back then, that's how I was. Mm. I thought that was good enough. Mm. <laughs> but after going through all the shows, different episodes, then I realized, oh my God, whatever that I'm doing is actually so far off. Mm. Um... Uh, recycling alone is not is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. The first thing that you have to do is to refuse actually mm-hmm. refuse using plastics. Mm-hmm. There are times that it's really inevitable. You have to use it, okay? But or at the time, um, like different times that you know you you could have substituted that plastics uh into something else. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah. You you just refuse it. You know, refuse mm-hmm. all the. Uh, 
plastics that you're using. And then after that, other than refusing, you reduce mm-hmm. the plastics that you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I realized that I actually bring a lot of tote bags with me sometimes from mm-hmm. day to day. And if I don't, I try my best to buy tote bags outside mm-hmm. or I will just carry stuff on my hands <laughs> mm-hmm. just to kind of like not use any plastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, because I have the 7-Eleven under my block. Mm-hmm. Every time when I go there, I'm like, eh, don't need plastic. And then they were like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just leave at the back. Mm-hmm. Then they say like, isn't it hard to carry? And I'm say, I then I'll just like reply, it's okay. It's it's really near. Mm. It's just like a minute of struggle and mm. that's it. Mm. You know? And uh, research actually has shown that people only use plastic bags at an average of 12 minutes per plastic bag. Oh. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's really a short amount of time. Mm. So, uh, the easier way is just to bring your tote bag. Right? Yeah. So I realized that after Missy Gaia, I do have a lot of changes in my life. Mm. I, I tend to be more vocal about my opinions because back then I'm just doing it on my own. Mm. But uh, after that, I realized like, other than somehow having credibility to like tell people off, mm. <laughs> but I just feel like, hey, it's actually really, I, I feel like, it's everybody's responsibility to to play their part. Mm. And as much as possible, just reduce their, their usage of mm. plastics. Other than uh, usage of plastics, let me think, what else that has changed? Other than mentality? Um, oh yeah, I, I actually feel like I want, I want my whole life to be more eco-friendly. Um, if I have my own house in the future, mm-hmm. yeah, I would want to have, you know, like uh, an indoor compost plant or something mm. like that, whereby you just, instead of throwing food, mm-hmm. you can actually like process it into a compost. Mm. Yeah. There are just a lot of plans for me in the future mm-hmm. to be more eco-friendly. Uh, but I guess the huge change is from... um from playing my part solo, now I'm more of like trying to influence my friends as well to do it. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, hopefully they're receptive. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of An Open Invitation. Join us next week for another episode. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you or anyone you know has a story to share, reach out to us at aoipodcast at gmail.com. That is aoipodcast at gmail.com.